On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we're talking with Greg Oden. That's it. <laughs> my my longtime friend. You're a longtime friend now, Tate. It's been a while yeah, since you've yeah, met Greg. It's He's been a longtime years friend now. for you now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Time we flies. Had, it really does. How about that? Um, we had th- th- this is long overdue. Uh, Greg has been on the show a handful of times. We love having him on, and uh, we love just talking to him about life and and what he's up to, and his thoughts on basketball, his thoughts obviously on Kevin Durant. We have to ask mm. him about Kevin Durant because uh, everyone wants to know about, and especially <laughs> now. I mean, for God's sakes, it makes yeah. a lot of sense to bring. He's the best player on the planet now, so everyone is yeah. asking that question. We also have to ask him about the bigs being back because it is the time for us to talk about the bigs. That'll be fun. And this is our last show before we go on a little vacation next week. Yep. So we decided to do a little treat, you know, have Greg, yeah. have the third co-host, share some knowledge, share some wisdom, and then let us have a good time and uh, let you enjoy your week off while we enjoy our week off. If if you have listened to the show for a while, you know that Greg coming on is always a lot of fun. If uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, this little thing at the top and you're like, yeah, Greg, not for me. Um, screw you, buddy. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. I was I was like, what do you what do we what? What? what do we say to these people? Uh, yeah, uh no. Hey, here's here's a thought. No. No, it was fun. It was a great conversation. Greg's the best. He's always game. He uh, uh to talk about anything. That's that's one thing I do appreciate about him and and I I love about him is that there's there's nothing off limits with him. You can you can straight up call him a bust to his face and he'll be like, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to talk about that, you know. And he's <laughs> or not, laugh at you. Yeah, or laugh away. or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh he, he's an open book. And we love him for it. So uh, here you go. This is this is the entire show today. We spent a, a little while talking with my good friend, Tate's good friend, and those of you listening, the friends of the program, your yeah, good friend, your good friend, your 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 third co-host, Greg Oden. Here it is. But first, Woody Durham. This is long overdue. We have our, uh, as Tate calls him, the third co-host of Titus and Tate back on the show. I, when was the last time we talked to you, Greg? Was it in Durham before we did the live show? Uh, before Car- before Carolina? Yeah. Got their ass beat? Yeah. What happened? What happened? In the game? I don't remember that. You and your family stopped talking to me and Mark. Yeah, we were upset. 25-point blowout. But uh, I was glad you guys were in Chapel Hill. And then... Greg had to wear a Tyler Hansbro jersey because Tyler Hansbro decided to go play basketball professionally in China right before our live show. So, so Greg acted as Tyler Hansbro. What what great times! And then the world shut down uh, not yeah. long after. Wow. It is, uh, man. It has been a while. So I, I guess uh, if I remember right, the last time we had you on, I started with this question, and I feel like this is another. Uh, <laughs> we should just make this a theme. How are you? Where are you? Yes. What are you doing? Give us the bullet points. Give the listeners an idea of the life of Greg Oden, your mindset, your day-to-day, however you want to frame it, Greg. What's going on in the world, Greg Oden? Well, first, listeners, let's just start by the fact that Mark Titus, a guy that I've known since the eighth grade, is asking me live, what have I been up to? Um, <laughs> he got his new iPhone the man doesn't answer any of my text messages back. Uh, this it is really true. disappoints me. Uh, this is true. I'm bullet point up. <laughs> I, I made a I made a promise to you that when I switched from Team Samsung back to iPhone, that I wouldn't be one of these iPhone losers that uh, makes a big deal about the green bubble. And I think I've lied to you, Greg. I think there, there's something about it that that yeah. It I'm makes you stand off. Has given me a good explanation on why you can't text somebody back because wow. it's green. 
it does nothing to me. <laughs> uh, that's one thing. So, Mark, I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, two, uh, I am currently here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, getting ready for the big three. Um, yes. I am now the captain of the player captain of the aliens. I'm excited. We got uh, Brandon Rush, Shannon Brown, Andre Owens, and Renato Balkman. Wow. Head coach is Rick Mahorn. What? So, yeah. I'm excited, man. July 10th, big three. Most of our games are going to be in Vegas. Three of them are going to be in New Orleans. And the playoffs and championship is going to be in the Caribbeans. What? What? Hold on. So you, you've kind of become like one of the faces of this thing. How yes. did yes. how did this come about? Or do you have Ice Cube on speed dial? Can you like what what how, how did this all happen? Right? <laughs> um, I thought this well, was you are a heedle. You are a heedle. So this is it makes sense because this is what heedles do. I thought this was a one off thing, and then now all of a sudden, like you, it's it's you have you have become the big three. The big three is the Greg Oden franchise. Uh, I don't know about all that. Please calm down. <laughs> calm um, down. But uh, I got the call, man. They asked me. Come here. Really. How are you going to run in here and then run out? So the number one thing that I'm that's, doing these days, as you hear, that's uh, Miss London Odin, the diva. Um, mm-hmm. Love her to death. That's uh, what I'm up to all day, every day. Uh, mm-hmm. She's on summer vacay, so somebody has to entertain her. So mm-hmm. yeah. well, that's getting ready for the big three. Um, you know, training like I never have. Uh, I would say like I used to, but uh, believe me, it's like that, like cut to like one eighth. Uh, what, what what does training look like for, uh, you know, we, we, we have an idea of what it's like to be in a college program and train for uh, a college basketball season. We have an idea of what NBA players put themselves through in the offseason because every single one of them will Instagram every single day that they're in the gym getting in work yes. or whatever. Uh what what does what does training for the big three look like? What what exactly? How glamorous is this, Greg? Well, what are you doing? All, for other people, it's a lot different. For me, for training for somebody with like six knee surgeries, it looks like thirty minutes of lifting weights, twenty five minutes of elliptical, and thirty minutes of playing basketball. That's <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> that's all my body can handle. But I'll be ready. This Man. is beautiful. You yeah. should you should pull a uh, load management deal like uh, <laughs> like Kawhi or whatever during the big three and just you know just make up reasons to <laughs> there's London make up reasons to not play um, and and just say this is all I got. I like the, I like the way you said that. You're like that's that's all I got left in the tank and that it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Greg, I have to ask you about because I feel like in 2019 was really the last time for the friends of the program where they got to look into the Greg Odin's life. And that same year, you graduated from the Ohio State University. Uh, everyone at home start. Look at that right behind you. I was about to say, it's back here. It's up there. Yeah. And and what? And can you tell the people, Greg, what you graduated in? Uh, it's graduated sport, sport industry, correct? Sport industry, a degree in education. Bachelor in sports industry. And what does that you, mean? <laughs> and like everybody else says, I don't know what that means. I'm it, not gonna lie to you. Well, uh, to me, Greg, it means that you're an expert in the field of sport and the you know in the industry itself. So, like now we're happy well, to say that we have an expert. So okay. uh, well, just so you know, I'm not an expert. I'm well, I'm above average. 
uh, exactly. Not a guy in sports, I guess, how I would look at it. Well, we're going to call you an expert on the show. So we have to ask you about the sports world at some point because you are an expert. So we just have to frame that, set that up. And once again, correct, congratulate you for graduating from the Ohio State University because, you know, one, I love, I love to see it. And two, uh, we have so many questions, Greg, because basketball, uh, the bigs are back. I don't know if you've heard this. The bigs yeah. are back. So we let's, have to ask you because you're a bigs expert. Yeah, let's start with that. Let, let's start with that. Jokic, Jokic wins MVP, Greg. Uh, first mm. MVP in, in the NBA since Shaq, who you and I love. We, we shared a love for Shaq when we were coming up because both of us thought we were going to be big men in the NBA. Only one of us turned out to be a big man. When we, when we met in eighth grade, we both looked at each other like, oh, my God, we're, you and I are both going to be seven feet tall in the, in the NBA. We both idolized Shaq. We bonded over our love of Shaq. You uh, kept growing. I Titus stopped was growing. young Eric Montrose <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jokic, Jokic wins MVP. Uh, Nikola Jokic plays the game of basketball very differently than Greg Oden played the game of basketball. But you are both big men. He's very different than the way Shaq played, by the way. Um, mm. But you are you are all in the big big men fraternity. Mm. Uh, your thoughts watching a big man, a center, win MVP for the first time in a very long time. Jokic, for one, congratulations. That was yep. awesome. Uh, to see somebody that size dominate so much of the game, I think it was well-deserved. And yep. that sentence that I just said that y'all forget, he's just a seven-foot man. He dominates every aspect of the game, every mm -hmm. game. He deserves to be the MVP. So does Joel Embiid. So mm -hmm. does Giannis, you know. Mm -hmm. He is a big man, and as y'all forget, KD is six ten and a half. These so hold guys on. are big men. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. okay. They KD. have not went anywhere. Have <laughs> y'all not forgot this? KD's a big. <laughs> I so mean, and saying... to be honest with you, LeBron James is not a point guard size. <laughs> he is a big man. <laughs> so just so y'all know, the bigs have always been here. Um, but Jokic being technically the center to win since Shaq. I mean, the guy does everything. Uh, yep. One of the things that changes the game, you know, when he gets a rebound and decides to push the break. I mean, who's doing yeah. that? And I guarantee you guys, in four years, everybody's going to be doing that. I think yeah, I was yep. watching TNT last night, and it was like, I wouldn't be surprised in three or four years, that's going to be DeAndre Ayton doing Absolutely. the same thing, dominating, you know all areas of the game so the big man's always here it's just a seven foot guy that decided to do it and show it even though shout out to james jones <laughs> shout out to chris paul booker ayton and i will say this uh ayton has been definitely disrespected by me a little bit as well because uh i didn't see him doing Anthony Davis and the Joker like that. So yep. uh, respect to him. What yep. what goes through your mind uh, talking about what Jokic does? And you said Aiton, and you're throwing that out as an example. In four years, DeAndre Aiton is probably going to be leading the break. And um, the, the, the coaches of the NBA have trust in these guys to do stuff like that. That was not the case. You're, we're not that old. I don't feel like you and I are that old, Greg. And yet, when you watch big men in the NBA and in college, not as much in college, more than the NBA, but uh, the things that these guys uh, not only can do, but are given the freedom to do is, is kind of shocking given 
you're one of the best players in the country, first team All-American, obviously the number one pick in the NBA draft. Yep. And when you're at Ohio State, if you would have caught the ball at the top of the key and like jab step and shot a three, I think I think Coach Mata would have pulled your scholarship. I, I think he would have been like, absolutely, <laughs> never. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was that was 2007. Like we, we talk about that like it was 1958. It yeah. wasn't that long ago. So uh, you're you're still obviously of a. I mean Durant. Uh, we'll talk about him in a second. The same draft. He's still uh, operating at, at at peak level. So it's not like we're that old, Greg. Um, what goes through your mind, though, watching the big men, uh, and by big men, I mean center, not literally big men, uh, as, as you take it. What goes through your mind, though, like watching the evolution of, of what these guys are asked to do? What like guys like Joel Embiid, even, who in college, his ass was just parked on the low block, and he was great, and he had great post moves and great footwork, but that's what he did. He was a big man. He just tried to dunk on people. Now he's shooting threes, all this stuff. Um, what, what are your thoughts on all that? Well, another guy I'm going to add to that is Bam. I yep. mean, mm-hmm. these guys always have that stuff. And as you guys know, they get that freedom in the league that they don't get in college. Because as you said, you know, I can be the number one player in the goddamn universe. If <laughs> in college I take a three and jab step, take two dribbles, throw that shit out of bounds, I'm getting pulled. <laughs> you know? And as you guys know, these guys run a, a hard, a tight ship over there in college. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, when you trust in the guy, you give him a little bit more freedom because I'm not going to lie. I've seen Zion and RJ have some terrible plays, but then mm-hmm. I've also seen them have great plays too. So it's just about the coach and actually how good you are as a player if you're going to get that freedom. And when you get to the league, it's about finding the right system. As you know, there's a lot of guys that can be great on one team. You get to another team, that coach or that organization don't believe in them. So they're not Mm going to play. They're not going to do well. And there's a lot of guys now. I remember hearing you guys talk about in the past, you know, two episodes, just about there's a lot of guys that's going to weigh themselves out because they are, you know, the – the long three, four, two, you know, a six, seven guy. I'm thinking about a, a Culver or, and I even hate to say this, but, you know, um, maybe a, 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 a KBD, you know, guys who are just in the middle of just all these guys. You got to dominate. You got to find mm. the right spot like a hunter in Atlanta, you know, yep. a coach that's going to believe in you, give you the freedom to mess up. So mm-hmm. that's my thought about it. Mm. And you mentioned you mentioned like organizations and obviously, you know, you played for Portland there. There's a lot of Greg. I don't know if you've seen this on the Internet. There's a lot of, you know, these meme pages, these NBA meme pages where they they bring up the past. They say, like, you know, forgotten seasons is one of these. And I've seen this meme going around of you, you know, B-Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge, and, and they have your record. You know, when you guys were all healthy and you played together, I think you were 50 and 12. Uh, you were dominant. Uh, you and LaMarcus obviously were dominant. Brandon Roy, one of my favorite players. If you didn't see Brandon Roy, for the people at home, go watch highlights. But that three that you guys had in Portland, uh, are, are you? Did, have you seen this? Have you seen this graphic out there? And uh, can you just say, <laughs> can you say that you guys would have won so many? T- how many titles, Greg, if you guys would have stayed healthy? And we'll get that on the record just to let people know. You probably would have won seven titles in Portland if that First big three all, stays healthy. I don't healthy. like how you just threw out seven. You got to say not three, not <laughs> four. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I skipped the heat line. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, the only meme I have seen was that one when we were 52 and 12, because that's the only one that matters. Or yep. At least the only one that I would look at and care about. All the other ones is probably <laughs> negative. So I'm like, forget them. Yeah, yeah. Um, throw those out. 
but no, man, I honestly don't know. There was a, there was one like little YouTube thing that somebody sent me and they play it out. If we would have had like three more years together, healthy, and we would have been in the championship. I'm not going to lie. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I might've got a tear. <laughs> if I could be devil's I advocate though, uh, I mean, you could, you know, like if we never saw what the Bucks did in the playoffs, we would say the same thing about like Giannis's run with the Bucks. where you're like, man, yeah, you know, if like Giannis never, if we never actually saw him in the playoffs, we would convince ourselves that Giannis was going to win like four titles and it just never happened. And so what if you guys, what, what if you just didn't have it, Greg? Like, what if you would have choked in the playoffs? What if like you, you were actually, uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, why are you turning this negative? Well, I would say this: I was born in Buffalo, New York, so it, yeah, it's be, in your blood. It would run in my blood if we actually choked every time in the playoffs. Um, what about uh, put put yourself in David Lillard's shoes, who has become I I have said this uh a lot recently, and um, the more I think about it. Uh, the, the more true it becomes, the more I want to say it, that Damian Lillard is my favorite NBA player that I, I've never met, probably will never meet, and like have no reason to cheer for him other than just like he burst on the scene in the NBA. I was like, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason why is because he represents the old school, uh, like, the, you know, the, the, the kind of guys we grew up watching play, which is basically, long story short, he wants to stay in, at the one franchise forever. But it seems now, now that Portland, now that he basically – carried everybody on his back and during their very short playoff run this year. It, it wasn't enough. Uh, Terry Stotts is fired, um, and and they're kind of hitting the reset button in Portland. I'm worried, Greg, that Damian Lillard might ask for a trade. I'm worried that they might it might be like a back-channel situation where he's like, I'm not going to ask for it, but I'm asking for it. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to make that public, but maybe ask for it, but maybe not. Um I don't even know how I'm putting you in an unfair spot to answer this because just because you played for the Blazers, but uh, <laughs> please just tell me that Damian Lillard, like, cause I'm, I'm so sick of like, I just saw today as we're recording this today, Zion Williamson is already, he's like, he's 12 games into his career and he's already wanting out of new Orleans. Apparently. Um, please, please tell me, give me hope that Damian Lillard will not do this and that he will, he will, will we'll just be the same guy that he's been this whole time, which is like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to, to, to invest in what I have in front of me and I'm not going to ring chase. Well, I'm going to give you guys a scoop. I was at this party one night and Damian Lillard came up to me and he told me personally not to tell nobody that. He- <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best scoops of the year. <laughs> he told me. <laughs> You have me, by the way. You started saying that. Before I, know, you I was like, wow. I was looking at both of y'all. Y'all both <laughs> had a straight face. I was like, really? No. <laughs> um, honestly, though, actually, from what I've heard about him just as a person, like he's the type of guy that, you know, he, he doesn't want to leave Portland. And honestly, I couldn't see him leaving Portland unless it was a chance for him to end his career back home in Oakland or yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I think he's just, first off, he's good enough to, for us to look at it and say, well, Portland's never going to trade him. Mm-hmm. If they do, they're stupid. But as you all know, well, you guys are in the media, so y'all have to spin this narrative. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be traded. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. guys who asked for a trade have heard for a whole year and a half that, you know, he's possibly on the trading block. And he was like, well, damn, I just talked to the owner yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes on for a year. And he's like, man, fuck that. I, I want to go. <laughs> and then he's the bad guy. But we put it like that. Nobody wants to, you know, leave an organization that's going to take a chance on them. And I don't think he's that guy to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But if he was... I wouldn't blame him for wanting to go home and, you know, be where he really like, that's his roots. He's Oakland through and through like that's You can't, if Damon Lillard wants to retire in Oakland or San Francisco, where are you going to say to that? Like yeah. if you're Portland, you're going to feel bad, but what are you going to say to that? But if Damon Lillard, is he crazy? If Damon Lillard, uh, you know, because there's some people like, of course he wants to be traded. Of course he wants out of Portland. Why would he not? Like, why? who would want to play in Portland without much help? And you have to, he had the game. What game was it against the Nuggets? Uh, It all started sort of blends together now. But whatever that that game was in Denver, when he goes insane, uh, scores 60, and it still isn't enough. And they lose. And I think there are a lot of people looking at that that are like, he'd have to be out of his mind to want to stay in Portland. Do you think he'd be out of his mind if he said that? If Damon Lillard did say that today and was like, I, I want to retire a Portland Trailblazer. I want my entire career here. What does Greg Oden think? Uh, I would think great for him. Yeah. And I would also think that y'all forgetting that one of the biggest cheerleaders for that city now and that organization is the man who's, what, number eight all-time scoring? A guy who, you know had a Nike deal when he was 19, 20 years old. He's been in Portland, spent time in Portland, probably should have went to Portland at a younger age, but now he's there. He's going to be a mouthpiece for a lot of these younger, you know, all-stars. People are thinking, you know, should I go out there, you know, and play with this guy? We know Dame is a stand-up guy. Let me call Melo real quick Mm -hmm. and ask him what he really thinks about the organization, about the city. Like, how can we win out there? He's going to tell him, you know, if you actually come out here and fall into place with what they got going on, it's going to be great basketball-wise. And also, it's not a lot of distractions out there in Portland. If you don't go out there and find them, like I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you got, I didn't know better. <laughs> and you got Nike, you got Nike HQ there. You got Adidas just moved there. I mean, if you want to market yourself, I mean, why do you think the dames are doing so great? I mean, he's got Adidas right next to him every single day. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to build a brand, Portland's a good place to be. But you also got to know that when you go in there, you got it's a system put in place and everybody falls in line because you have one of the best leaders in the NBA, one of the best players in the NBA and Dan Lillard. So when you come there, we all follow his lead. Yeah. And it's well, cool that, you know, the greatest Olympian Carmelo Anthony, like you said, is like, I'm a role player with Dame Lillard. Yeah. Which a lot of people well, said he would never do. something special there, you know, yep. what Dame got going there, what they can build, there is something special there. So if you can come there, you can humble yourself and, and try to fit in, you know, I think it can work. I think Portland would be a great place. And as you all know, I mean, my godson's there. It's a beautiful city. And the food's there. The food, mm. the, 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 uh, the, they, they also have a, a wild fan base I, that I think yes. is good. I, I need your take on this, Greg, because the, the Blazers fans to me feel like uh, they, they almost feel like Pacers fans. The Blazers feel like the Pacers <laughs> of the West, where they're, they're trying so hard. And they believe that, like, I'm so jaded, Greg. Like, I've convinced myself that the, the Indiana Pacers, the Portland Trailblazers, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Memphis Grizzlies, these franchises will never, ever, 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 
ever win an NBA title ever. Thank you for ever. not including the Charlotte Hornets. I really ever. appreciate that. Greg, we have no, the rookie of the year. There's there's zero percent chance. And I think I think you can throw the Thunder in there. I, I guess all these all, all the all the franchises I mentioned have great fans, but uh, the Blazers have always felt to me like similar to the to the uh, the, the to the Pacers where. There's too much pride in the organization to do a full reset. Let's tank. Let's let's you know. Let's let's try to game the let's do a, a trust the process situation. Whatever. We do not tank. We believe that the guys we have are good enough to get us the sixth seed and losing the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And God damn it, that Doug is, McDermott will take us yes, to the sixth seed. Th- there there is pride in that, and we are going to do that every single year. And I, being a guy from Indiana, I identified this early about, about the Pacers. And I was like, I'm out. I don't want this. This is stupid. This is a stupid ride. Like, we're never going to draft the 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 super duper stars. The, the, the best player they ever drafted was was Paul, was Paul Kawhi Leonard, actually, and they traded him. Yeah. Um, then they draft Paul George, and, and he wants out. So anyway, my point is, Greg, that that's always been the the feeling I've had about the Blazers, which is like it is the, the Blazers fans. It is uh, on the one hand, it is awesome that they support their team so much. On the other hand, I feel like it's get, like you're never going to win anything. And you guys are kind of naive about this. <laughs> so disrespectful. And don't you dare disrespect the man with one of the greatest nicknames ever in Dougie McBuckets. Oh, you know, no disrespect. I'm saying it's hard to get the six seed. You don't think I, I want the six seed. They beat the hell out of the Hornets. <laughs> well, first off, and the Blazers got one championship, so they have one. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that's so true. that's that's very disrespectful of Blazers because <laughs> the Pacers they hang that ABA it can Seiko or, or oh, Baker's life. There's a bunch of ABA ones. Yeah. Don't don't disrespect the Pacers either. <laughs> uh, but as a small market, I guess you look at it like, I mean, we're not getting that you know big market money, New York, LA, Miami money every game. So we're gonna get that extra pot. If we make it to the playoffs every year, I don't yeah. care if we get out in the first round, we still get that little bit of pot as an organization. Yeah, um, and you just want to, you just want some a team that you know the fans can be excited about. Now the Pacers are good now, uh, but a lot of these small market teams, I want to say about six years ago, it was like, don't even go to a game. Like, mm-hmm. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they just want, you know, the fans to be really excited and they want that that opportunity or, you know, they're they're all jumping into that David versus Goliath type of thing. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. take a bunch of guys not drafted, you know, top picks and we're going to fight the big dogs and the big cities and the big markets. And, you know, when you cre- create that narrative, I think that's something that the fans can kind of get behind. And I think, you know, the whole state can get behind something like that. I mean, I, I just love that feel. So I'm always still a Pacers fan. I still go up to the Cavs games, even though mm-hmm. LeBron and Kyrie is not here. But, you know. We, we, we hope. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Cavs have some talent. Isaac Okoro is really good. You know, they got, you know, Garland and, you know, of course, Colin Sexton. So there's there's something. Yeah. The thing about Portland, too, is that's uh, that's all they got, right? Like, that's the, 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 the Blazers are the team. I guess the Pacers, Indy has the Colts, too. Uh, yeah, the Timbers, has, right? MLS. They have MLS. Yeah, that's true. That's about they it. They have an MLS team. And then they which, got the... Um, the hockey team, like the AAA hockey team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen is, the arena. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Which, uh, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, should we talk about Kevin Durant? I feel like we have to every time we come on the show. His name, uh, his Why name not? has to get brought up. Um, so 
he goes just, just to be clear let's revisit that you still don't hate him you still love the guy <laughs> i've always loved the guy yeah yeah, yeah. that's it that's on the record very very so simple I, I love <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, how could you, you not when you watch him play basketball you know what i mean i mean dude dude's an amazing basketball player and still to this day all my uncle talks about the draft was your ass was too busy to talk to me but i was sitting over there talking to kd and his people all the time so <laughs> he was always there he was like i'm waiting on your ass and kd is just like what's up big man so you know i always got respect to kd for all that and yeah, uh, that's i mean up. i got more respect uh to his game um Man, it's freaking amazing right now. I wasn't sure he's gonna play the whole game, but damn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. He did. Yeah, that's pretty much the reaction. It was just like, man, this guy just dropped forty nine points in forty eight minutes and did everything. Did everything, which is yeah, uh, and he's playing the five. <laughs> and the crazy part is. He even had that great a game, and I know all he's thinking about is that one free throw that didn't get him to 50. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, that's all I was thinking about. The last, like, minute and a half, I was like, he really missed that free throw? Ain't that <laughs> 50 yeah. looks so much better than 49. It, it dawned on me watching him go nuts, and as as everyone, uh, everyone, I don't know how to say it. it, it felt like for the first time people were rallying behind Kevin Durant and cheering for him as a human being almost more so than uh, it's interesting, Greg, that you mentioned that you love his game because it feels to me and, and either of you can stop me if you disagree with this, but like for most of his career, he never really has had fans. He's had admirers almost. He's had people that like, I love his game, but the way he carries himself publicly, the way he carries himself through his burner accounts, the way he uh, carries himself in press conferences, all that kind of stuff. He, he, has an alienating personality around him. He has like a, uh, he almost like wants no part of the extracurricular stuff. He doesn't want to be a role model. He doesn't want to be your favorite. Like if, if someone said Kevin Durant is my favorite player, I look up to him. I feel like he would tweet at that guy and be like, you're a bitch. This is stupid. Don't do this. You know, like that, like he, 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 if that, that feels like the essence of Kevin Durant. And because of that, it feels like, People haven't really loved, he doesn't have like a group of quote unquote stands as they call them on the internet, you know, like that that people would 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 fight for Kevin Durant. And it felt like that the other night, game five, when he's going nuts, that was like the first time people were like, I love this guy. I love what he's doing. I love the heart he's showing. I love how he's doing this under these circumstances, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know, dude, would, would you agree with that? I don't know if I would agree with that just because I've been to DC before and I know for a fact that everybody that's there where his fans literally are? fight for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like literally fight you right there for him. So yeah, PG County. Yeah. Um, but I, I know what you're saying. Um, it's a lot of internet stuff. I feel like that Kevin is. has heard. It. Yeah. It, it, it's like my, my is, you know, it's a lot of people that might feel a certain type of way about how he is, but if you never talked about him or never mentioned him or said anything about him, he would have no problem with you at all. Right. So your problem comes from how great he is at what he does. And you have to express that out loud. And as the person that's doing that, you're like, bitch, I'm me. Bitch, mm-hmm. you're just looking at me, like keep your mouth shut. You know, like me, I don't care. Honestly, I get on Instagram when I take a shit. Like, I don't read comments at all. So it's like, 
I don't care about any of that. You can say whatever. All I know is my daughter's good, my wife's good, my mom's good, my family's good, and I'm happy. I'm keeping the good spirits. I don't care what you say about me because I've probably already thought worse about myself, you know, and I just keep it moving. So, but that's always been fascinating to me, though, the dichotomy of the two of you, of of KD and you, that like that. I don't know. Obviously, I'm extremely biased. I cannot be any more biased. I've been <laughs> one of your very good friends for a long time. So uh, I obviously like you more than Kevin Durant. But um, the 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 idea publicly would be that Kevin Durant is living a happy life because his career, quote unquote, worked out. Yours did not so much. Durant is now, you know, he's won finals MVP twice. He's been been crowned again the best player in the world now that after the 49 point performance the other night. Um, but then like. I know you personally. I, I I see how happy you are with your 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 daughter. Well, maybe not when she's interrupting the interview, but uh, <laughs> you know, I see how happy you are with your wife and your daughter and the life you've built for yourself in Ohio and and the life you built for yourself outside of basketball. I'm also on the internet and I see Kevin Durant chirping at everybody, every 14 year old with an internet connection, and I'm scratching my head and I'm like. Is maybe Greg's actually happier than Kevin Durant, even though the narrative is that Kevin Durant is the one that's happy and Greg Oden must be somewhere just crying his eyes out watching Kevin Durant score 49 points in a playoff game that he never got he never got to experience that himself, you know? Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. Every time he scores 49 points, I have a tear come out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And all his accolades, I would love to take. Like all these, yeah. I would to sit down. And, take <laughs> and you know, I would take one of just one of his checks from this year. I would go all this one. Um, but uh, look, I I look at it. I can't be envious over anybody else's life. The only life I got to live is my own. Every yeah. I take, where I wake up at, where I'm at, I got to make the best of it. And it took me a while to get to this space, honestly. Um, it was a lot of crying, a lot of head downs, a lot of nights keeping to myself. But <clears throat> I want to enjoy this life. You know, I'm going to make the best of it while I'm here. And I want my daughter to see that. Now, that's the path that I want for her. And as for KD, I'm pretty sure he's pretty happy. Uh, yeah. He, he He's enjoying a lot of things. He, he has his hands in a lot of things. And I'm actually... For one, we don't actually say congratulations to him as we say to Mike as being an Oscar winner as well. Just so you know, he was an executive producer. Yeah, Katie also won an Oscar. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure just because everybody's eyes is on social media, you know, you'd be like, oh, that's what he puts off or Mm -hmm. that's what people think. But, I mean, shoot, you know, when he puts that phone down, He's putting it down in his sky rise <laughs> apartment <laughs> in Manhattan. And then this guy is going, turning around and cooking food and taking a shit at the same time. And here's his one bedroom, you know, single. So uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's the happy man. I'm pretty sure he's enjoying this life. And as we all saw, he's doing what he loves and he's the best at it in the freaking world right now. Mm. Everybody sit and enjoy. I have to ask, Greg. That was beautiful for Kevin. I think Kevin would love that. Quick break to get aware from our sponsor, Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, too. You know what's easy? 
bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Do you have like any team that you're watching, Greg, that has really won you over in the playoffs? Like that you're just like, I'm, I think I might be pulling for them. Is it the Suns? It feels like America's falling in love with the Suns. Um, and you know, you can go with that. The Nets, obviously, I swear to God, if you say the Nets, we're done, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're stopping this interview. If you say the Nets, well, you know, it's funny, I'm, I'm gonna pull this out my uh, MBTA top 100 book. Ooh. So, uh, me and Coach Mage, Mark. Have been uh talking. J. Cole, by the way. I'm gonna cut I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in. That's the guy who coached J. Cole in yes, Africa. The Rwanda yes. Patriots. Yes. 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 And he yes. was one of our coaches at OSU. So me and him just talk basketball um through the pandemic. And I'm gonna tell you right now, he asked me to do a team to do a um, scouting report a year ago. And mm. my scouting report was on the freaking Phoenix Suns. Wow. So I've been looking. I was like, dude, their offense is freaking amazing. They always moving. They got they put their pieces in the right spots. Yep. Uh, Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, and Bridges oh. are just great pieces. Love Cam on Johnson. That bench. And you know, Coach Mani is in a space now where he's empowering everybody to you know dominate what you do. And then adding CP and Jay Crowder, some vets that are gonna come in, bring some toughness. And just bring that veteran leadership. I mean, it's all falling into place. Um, and I always got to give a shout out to Champ James Jones. <laughs> He's doing a great job over Another, there. A fellow Heedle. All the Heedles together forever. <laughs> what are the Heedle? What's the Heedle group chat like? Is, <laughs> did, did LeBron start a group chat? Did D, was it D Wade that started? They the probably want to put me in it because I got an Android. Um, <laughs> and I didn't win a championship. You didn't win a championship with them. That's right. But Man, as what? you said, Mark, uh, I won the Eastern Conference Championship. That is true. That's what LeBron. Yeah, that's how yeah, LeBron. Yeah. As long as you get to the finals, you're a champion. Which yeah. one? Which one hurts more? Uh, losing in the NBA Finals or losing to Florida in 07? Um, it was losing to Florida because of that damn Gator Chomp. You know, <laughs> we walked off the court, and all the people doing that Gator Chomp, it really made me want to cry. And I was like, "You're doing this to kids, you know that, right?" <laughs> <laughs> You're doing this to kids. <laughs> Will somebody think of the kids? <laughs> the children. Just trying to get to my locker. Greg, that's a good, a good, uh, a good move for you. Uh, if if you're trying to figure out uh, something to 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 do with your your free time, I think a good bit for you. I I've been on this for a while, but I think maybe I can hand this to you. You should petition the NCAA to put a rule in place that if you win a title one of your starters has to go pro. They have to. Mm. Like Florida bringing back all five starters from the 06 team should have been illegal, right? Like, I think that's a good cause for you to campaign. Do you shoot a yeah. PSA? You're like, I'm Greg Oden. Yes. Uh, this bullshit you cannot return your starting five. Cost me a, cost me a title, <laughs> and I'm here to say <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I, I would love to say that, but the number one thing, Florida winning the title and then bringing back all five starters is the most NCAA thing that can possibly happen for the NCAA. Yeah, <laughs> like, they love it. They were yeah. literally jacking off like, yes, we're all coming <laughs> back. Yes, come back to school for free. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, that makes sense. 
Um, yeah, it definitely makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, but, but you know, and that's weird. Like I am, you know, the guy who left after one year. I mean, Coach Mata basically laughed at me in the office. It was like, what are you doing? I was like, I mean, I'm thinking about it. He was like, no, you're not. Like, no, go. <laughs> Get out. He's like, Greg, we don't have we don't have a spot for you. Costa Kufus is coming in. He's going to take your starting spot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. And then, you know, Mark Titus, I'm going to return for my second year at the Ohio State University. Legend, legendary. Go, Bitch, we just got to play. <laughs> um. Damn, I forgot where I was going there. But uh, I actually do. Like, I, I actually think there's a lot of guys that should stay, man. A lot of guys can mature. I mean, I look at a, a bunch of guys that I feel like if you want to be good in this league, if you want to get drafted, what, top 20, just stay one more year. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of guys that left this year. That I'm like, dude, if you came back and had the exact same year, you yeah. would literally be drafted top 10. Like, yep. All yeah. you got to do is just not be terrible. You yeah. know, and then Dayron Sharp you know, get mature helps as well. Oof. I'm not gonna say no names, but I got. Well, I am, I am because my heart's broken, Greg. No, I'm 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 glad you said that, Greg, because I think anytime anybody makes that that case, uh, it's usually idiots like Tate and I or uh, coaches <laughs> yes. that uh, you, you know, it, it is always like people who have a vested interest in and in wanting these guys back because, like, yeah, honestly, if if all the best, like you players, said, we don't want to be the NCAA jerking off. To yes, the, yeah, you know, being if like, Jalen Suggs come back for free, if Jalen Suggs announced he was not going to the draft and he was coming back to Gonzaga, that's that's ultimately great for Tate and I. Now we're not going to make like thousands and thousands of dollars off of that decision but like hey you know it'll help us more people are interested in college basketball more people listen to our show uh so but it feels like most of the people that make the case is that these guys should come back and and it'll help their careers or it'll help them get drafted i think the public like rolls their eyes and they're like you're just saying that because yeah you know you're the coach of the you're team. a hater you're, you're trying to you, block them yeah you're trying yeah, to, yeah you, you them want back. them to play yeah. for free you want to keep them down but you're saying straight up that you as a as a man who was faced with that decision it is not necessarily the worst thing in the world to come back to school. Well, as a guy who watched Sports Center a lot, um, when you guys say in the media, you guys definitely mean you want him to come back and play for free. A hundred percent. That's what it sounds like. That's what I feel like when you guys say it. But when I say I, it, I always I always do get back. It's like, it's like when I say it, I'm saying it because it might help them mature. When you say it, you're oppressing. Yeah. He's like, come here, chill out. That's what I see. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's SVP or not. When you say it, I'm looking like, uh. no, get, go get the bag, bro. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but honestly, I kind of look at it because you can see guys' games, and I kind of can evaluate just playing at that level, both levels, and watching a lot of basketball. You can kind of see what games is going to carry over if being a little bit mature is going to help your game carry over to the NBA game, you know? Yeah. They're usually listening to people who's only seen them in high school and only watching their high school games and, you know, playoff NBA games, thinking that they can be that. You know, they're not watching, you know, other high school games, other college games, actually seeing what that game is going to carry over to and how it's going to carry over to the next level and next level and what that can do. Or even knowing the kid and his maturity level, how is he going to handle, you know, getting a million dollars, you know, just like that at the age 19, you know, it's mm-hmm. just different things that everybody has to think about. And I mean, I kind of can see it a little bit better because I experienced it, you know, yep. 
What the aspects? So that's where my money comes. From. What was you're speaking of getting a million dollars? Uh, you got a lot more than that when you were 19. What was the as you look back at look back on it now? Now that you're in your 30s, mm-hmm. what was the uh, the thing? I guess that you can share with us. Maybe maybe the off air is the the real answer. But what what was the thing that you bought or you did or you the, your, your moment where you're like. You look back on it and you're like, I should not have been given that much money or that much power at the age of 18 mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> well, first off, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good when you say, well, first off, <laughs> first off, I shouldn't have been given, I shouldn't have been given the power to make decisions at 18, 19. I'm just yeah. out there right now. Yeah. I wish somebody actually would have sat me down and really as a young, terrible, bullheaded 19-year-old said, look, you know, this is what we think, this is why. You know, here I go, our reasons, yeah. you let me know your reasons, and actually let's just meet in the middle, but actually have that conversation like that, not yeah. just make one a decision for me, because then I'm 19, and I'm like, shit, it's my money. No. <laughs> no. He's not moving out there with me, and Mark, you know how I'm talking yeah, about. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. If yes. I actually would have had that conversation and actually somebody actually sat me down and explained to me more, mm-hmm. that probably would have been better um, in decision-making. But freaking my Charger, man. <laughs> 2006 Charger, man. The Charger, I put more in the Charger than the Charger cost, and most of it was in the <laughs> fucking trunk. So I'm over there showing them all this shit. That's I got so mid 2000s. I love buttons, it. Showing them all the stuff in the trunk. And they're the, like, height of, the height of Pip My Ride. Yeah. Oh my God. They're looking at me like, bitch, that's in the trunk. Like, nobody knows. All I know is the back of my car weighs a lot more than everything. I'm instantly leaning. But that was a terrible uh, money decision that I made. But uh, yeah, like, I. That's not too bad. You want guys to to help you explain more because you give me some money and power. Like I told my mom when I turned 21, I'm a grown ass man, mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's not too bad, though. A Dodge Charger is not, you know, you you weren't buying a Lamborghini. You weren't buying, uh, did Daquan, is this true that I, 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 if it's not true, don't tell me because I've always wanted to believe it's true because it's just hilarious to me. That when Daquan was put in that position, Daquan Cook, I'm talking about for listeners that might not uh, track who I'm who I'm talking about here. Uh, when he when he got like his first big NBA check, he bought like 17 TVs and put them in his living room of his house and just like had him haphazardly thrown about. That's what somebody told me. One of the many mutual friends that you and I have that know Daquan well. Do you know this to be true or not? Because I I, I pictured Daquan just like unboxing these TVs and just laying them around his house. <laughs> <laughs> and only turning three of them on and then have, <laughs> also having like, team teammate of Kevin Durant having like big timers music videos on on all the other 15 TVs that aren't showing and, and just sitting there <laughs> rolling like, dice like, wouldn't it blow the fuse if they're all plugged in one room um, but uh, I do not know this story to be true but oh. I can honestly say to you right now in my house I have 15 TVs and six of them are in my basement and there are smart TVs just sitting there. So anybody watching this, reach out to me because I don't mm. want to sell them on eBay or take the pictures, but I have them here. 
don't know. I don't want to take the pictures to sell them. <laughs> I have inventory. I'm looking to move some inventory. So. <laughs> Please reach out to Greg on no cameo and ask for his inventory. Look, one of the things people don't tell you when you get older as a grown man, I am inherently a hoarder. Um, you guys don't know this, but I have this bullshit ass ice hockey table in my basement <laughs> that I got from another hoarder, but Mark Tyson five years ago. Dude, I foisted that on you so hard. <laughs> I want to so get rid good. of that. I want to get rid of that air hockey table so bad that I was like, Greg, you got a big new house. You need an air hockey table, don't you? He's like, Yeah, I think I do. I was like, yes. And I was just in the way. Like, I could have a whole workout area right there. This ice hockey table is just sitting there, not plugged in. Yeah. Jam with like three pucks. I don't know. <laughs> what, uh, how, how's your money now? Like, not, we don't need to know numbers, but uh, I get that's always a question that people have too. Like, guys, guys retired from the NBA. Uh, that becomes a story sometimes you hear of guys that go bankrupt and mismanage their money and all that kind of stuff. I guess if we're just doing like a thumbs up, thumbs down thumbs in the middle how, how <laughs> did you manage your money well enough because the dodge charger that's not the worst thing greg like honestly if we were ranking like nba players and absurd things they've done with their money pimping out a dodge charger is not very high on the list for being honest yeah. you're right um but thank you for this transition because now you guys get to be quiet and i get to plug yeah i do now fellas i am yes. an athlete advisor for a financial education company called educore because mm. As you just asked, I've went through, you know, some ups and downs with my money. And I'm not going to say it was downs, but I'm going to say after retiring and those checks not being the same and my spending being the same, obviously my money went down. Yeah. I actually took a look at it. I realized, you know, uh, what my financial advisors was doing for me at the time just wasn't adding up to my lifestyle. So I made a change with a great person over there at Morgan Stanley by the name of Matthew Terwilliger, mm -hmm. our ex-teammate, mm -hmm. uh, great financial advisor here in Columbus, Ohio. Love him to death because he really got me back on the right track. To what the hell? I give him my money too, and he doesn't. He he does not put me on the right track. <laughs> no, he puts it in Greg's. He account. puts it in your account. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on? Because I'm good. Uh, yeah, no. Greg, this is awesome. I, I will put it like this, Mark. I would like to get your current income checks right now. No, this is what I was going to tell you. I I, I, I noticed this when Greg when Greg got uh, done playing and he was kind of settling into domestic life in in Dublin Ohio, um, he he would talk to me all the time about money, uh, not not like you know numbers per se, but just like a general sense of like shit. I don't have any, <laughs> you know, like I'm not in the NBA anymore. I'm broke, and I always got the feeling, Greg, that you were you were saying that because you were spending a lot of time around Mike and you're going to Mike's house <laughs> and, 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 and watching Mike flight. And I was like, Greg, you need to stop hanging out with Mike because Mike will make anyone feel like they're poor. Come over to my house. Look at my air hockey table. <laughs> and, oh, I intentionally not hung out with Mike because I didn't want to feel like that for like yes. a couple of years. Yes. I love him to death, but I just felt a certain type of way. And if anybody tells you differently, I was like, look, I love you to death, Mike, but. Damn, it's a nice ass house. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, you got like seven people living in this house that I've never met that are just like walking around, like cleaning shit and do it. Like he's he's on another level. We love him for, it. and he's the same dude. He's the same dude that we 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 knew when we were in eighth grade. You know, like that's dude, what's awesome. Every time they show him on TV during the games, I'm like, God, look at that fashionista mm -hmm. that they're making. I was like, you know. 
That dude's going home to play video games. Yeah. He's going to play with his kids and play video games so he goes to sleep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's, he's made out to be like, yeah, he's, uh, he's, I don't know what my, my, my point was Greg, that you, you would, I don't know. You got, you got to spend more time around me and um, <laughs> less around Mike and you, you oh, realize how much money. So you have. This is my first time actually being here um, since the last time I saw you, you got to tell my, my new uh, California Mark Titus story. Oh, nice. So mm-hmm. me and my wife are at the rest, I mean, at the hotel next to the restaurant that we're meeting Mark at. Swear to God, we're just walking up. I'm looking, I'm like, all right, we're going to see Mark here soon. Let me go check in. And I just see fucking Bradley Cooper just sitting on the sidelines, just sitting there putting his hand through his hair. <laughs> it was slow-mo. I swear we was walking up. It was slow-mo. It was just like, I look over, I'm like, fucking Mark? Are you kidding me? Like, he didn't stop moving the slow-mo either. It was weird. Like, California Mark is different. Like, he has He's a different. great hand. This is South Carolina Mark right now in this video. Yeah. But his hand is freaking amazing. His hair looks beautiful. I love this California Mark. I'm not going to lie to you. You do? Thanks so much, and I love you. <laughs> I'm glad you said well, I want to talk. He's got a California shirt on right now. I, That's I'm how much he is. California Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm curious, Greg, because this is something. I mean, Tate is not from the Midwest, but he's from North Carolina, which Tate, Tate called the Midwest. What would you say? The South, the of, south the of the North. Yeah. Yeah. The Midwest is the south of the north. So we, yep. we feel like we're kindred spirits in that regard. So he's from he's from a similar vibe that we're from. And he now lives in LA and he's mm. gone to LA in a lot of ways. Like I I've, you know, I'm around Tate. I've been around Tate when we're in LA and I've been around him when he's with his family in North Carolina. And he's different. And I, mm-hmm. you know, so like I see how he's gone to LA. So help us through this, Greg, because you are a Midwestern guy and you're back in the Midwest. Um, we shouldn't, you're, you're saying we shouldn't apologize for going to LA. Like, cause mm. that, that, that weighs on my conscience at all times that, that I've turned my back on my people. No, but you guys got to keep that, you know, Southern, that Midwest heart. Okay. You're out there, you know, once you start being fake and not texting people back, just because <laughs> of the green text, it's it, it really weird, man. You start to change. And as a lot of California people like to say, it's not the people here that's from California. It's everybody else that comes. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as you guys keep your heart, keep that, that Southern Midwest spirit to you and bring that to Cali. All right. I'm very complaining about that, and uh, just let me visit. Um, okay, yeah. you're welcome anytime, Greg. Anytime, come visit. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, pivoting away from um, my hair, um, <laughs> I want to ask you about this. Isn't quite as timely as it maybe would have been like a month ago, but uh, Kwame Brown, that whole is he still is he Tate? You, you know more than I do. Mm. Is, he, is he still? Like going after people, Kwame Brown has that died down a little bit. I, I think he's, I think he's died. He's turned down a little. He's bit. He's turned it down I, a little bit. I, I, th- I think uh, he did what he had to do, you know. But it made me think of you, Greg, because Kwame like was basing on this crusade about going throwing haymakers at everyone that called him a bust. And obviously, I don't know if this is breaking news to you, but uh, people have used that word to describe your career and all that kind of stuff. Were you? Were, <laughs> wait, what? Uh, were you? were you following this with Kwame, Kwame Brown was just basically like, I don't know how to even explain it. So for those of you listening that don't have any idea what I'm talking about, I wouldn't even know how to explain. Like he was just going on a crusade 
Just Kwame Brown let the people know that did not know what he did on basketball courts. And he played 12 years in the NBA. So basically yeah. just put people on alert that, hey, I had a pretty solid NBA career. You don't know anything. And if you're making fun of me, you don't know shit because I really did this. You know, I'm, I'm going to assume some small part of you was just like nodding along as Kwame Brown, as these videos of Kwame Brown <laughs> is coming around. You're just like, hmm, like, like I'm, you're I'm, picturing the, I'm picturing the Russell Westbrook interview where he's like, hmm. That's interesting. You know, <laughs> he makes that face. And that's like, that's what I picture Greg doing as all this is going on. Well, for one, if the video is longer than two minutes, I'm not watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. Pieces. Uh, two, uh, Kwame Brown actually came at everybody that mentioned him. So I'm just going to say this is just my opinion about the situation. I'm not talking about him in any way. And that's just a disclaimer for you, Kwame. And third, uh, <laughs> like, don't go at me. <laughs> don't you dare. That'd be hilarious. Oh, Kwame, Kwame starts like for, like everyone that's called him a bust. He's like the real bust is great. Like there's just a, know, like, right? a fight with you two. <laughs> so uh, third, it's only like what 76, 77 of us, and I'm talking about number one draft picks in the. Mm-hmm. NBA draft. So uh we're in a very unique category. So respect. Mm-hmm. Uh you can't call that man a bus in anything because no matter if we don't make it to Springfield or not, that guy that makes it to Springfield, they're gonna say, Yeah, he was drafted fourth, you mm-hmm. know, number one was such and such. So my name will get to Springfield mm-hmm. one way or the other. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there right now. Um <laughs> But honestly, man, I found it freaking hilarious. Uh, yeah. Everything I saw was amazing. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And the one thing I will say to a lot of people coming out, this is a man who's been a number one draft pick, played in the NBA for 12 years, experienced a lot of life, and mm-hmm. stayed quiet through a lot of life. Mm-hmm. So he's now taking advantage of social media how these young kids take advantage of social media, the things that man can say, the people he can talk about, if he wanted to, that's a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy it when it happens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he he has to be the only number one pick ever to not have a, you know, uh, people talk about him because all they talked about was Michael Jordan. He was going to play with Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. so no one really even cared when he was the number one pick. They're just like, he better be setting screens for Michael. <laughs> I mean, that that was from day one. So he really never got a fair shake anyway. Uh, it was, like you said, though, hilarious. Hilarious Wait, all around. When you when you do a similar crusade, promise you'll do it on our show. Just come Please. on here and we'll... Uh... <laughs> never. <laughs> never. But no, I'll for real. tell you guys everything you want to know outside the cameras. Yeah, right. Other than that, no. Yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> you'll, you'll do it off camera. No, uh, I'll do it off camera. I will tell you everything you want to know off camera. But you, you mentioned camera. you mentioned earlier about uh, how you kind of had to shit the the process of you know digesting what your new life is, what your old life was, where you thought your life was going, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you, you're in a good spot now. Um, we know. I I I was thinking though, Greg, because uh, recently Mark Eaton uh, passed away the, the big guy for the, the Utah jazz. And I saw Pablo Torre of ESPN put out this clip that he did a, he did a 
video thing with Mark Eaton where he was interviewing him and he was like, I, I got to know Mark Eaton through doing this. And he, he tweeted it and I, I watched it and he, he, I guess he made this a few years ago, but in it, Mark Eaton was talking about, uh, the, the whole thing was like talking about him walking around. What do you, what do you live in Utah still probably? Um, and, and how everywhere he went, he was the tallest man and everyone just like gawked at him and they couldn't, you know, they were just like wanted to stop. And he, he was almost not even a real human being. He was like a, a circus act to these people. Um, and whether they knew he played basketball or not, that's what the conversation came back to. And uh, obviously that makes me think of you too, because, uh, you know, my, my, my question would be is, is um, as, as, as you're looking to move along in your life and kind of put basketball behind you, how do you how do you have that balancing act of wanting to put the past in the past and say like I'm not defined by my basketball playing career, but at the same time know that every time you leave your house in Columbus, Ohio, people are going to come up to you and be like, dude, that game against Florida when you had one hand and you were dominating Burr and and, and Horford, oh that was so cool, man. And that other game, and like that's all anybody talks to you about. How that that's an ongoing process, right? Like is that 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 is your light? Like is this something you think you, you have have you learned to accept that part? Well, first off, I just turned to Sports Center and just saw this about Rick Carlisle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> no, like literally just turned it. Like it was just like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> but secondly, that was uh, the best oh, question I've ever actually, asked. No, I, I, I actually want to go down this road because I heard you guys talk about uh, what's it called? The guy there with the Mavericks. Um, oh, uh, H. Bob. Yeah, Harla Bob. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I will come back to that question, Mark, but I just want to that was the best question about this right now because I heard that whole entire conversation. I found it hilarious. Now to see that okay, coach won't come and Donnie Nelson is not returning. Is yep. that not even a greater ending mm-hmm. for you? I mean that that's a that's a W for the H Bob camp, that's for sure. That because mm-hmm. <laughs> because I haven't seen the report that said H Bob is out yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they haven't said that yet. <laughs> I was just waiting for that. I just kept looking. I was like, damn, damn. Okay. Yeah, it's very Game of Thrones. You it's, know uh, I mean? yeah, but when when Luca leaves, though, I think at that point you're like, all right, what's <laughs> you're like, what was there? You're like, what was really going on here? <laughs> Wait, it's too much. <laughs> Actually, the unicorn shouldn't leave either because. Uh, that man's freaking good. Nobody wants to say it. He might have been injured. He might not weigh as much as people hope, but a three-point shot from and it don't even touch the rim. I'm sorry. That man's freaking good. As I said, the bigs have always been here. <laughs> and they're never leaving. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, people talk to me about when I played. It was to me, I just own it because it is a big part of my life. It's not my only life. It's not all yeah. that I do, but it is a big part of my life. It is a big part of why some people, you know, recognize me or notice me. I mean, I definitely wear Ohio State basketball gear everywhere I go here in Columbus. So Yeah, so you can't be too mad. Yeah, you can't be too mad if people, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I'm, dude, I'm seven feet tall and, you know, people are just always amazed at us when we're that big and, yeah. The only thing they know is basketball. Somebody ever asked me if I played volleyball, I might sit down and have a meal with that man. So <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Like, you actually thought that? Oh, man, no. Or, or someone goes to you and like, are you a doctor? Tuesday on campus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
dude, you should, uh, yeah, that you come come to like Manhattan Beach or something, and maybe one person will be like, dude, did you play beach volleyball growing up? Maybe maybe you got to change your your scenery, or the place you're hanging out, or whatever. Who, I mean, who do you I get? You can find Chase Budinger again. I'm still yeah. mad he yeah. won McDonald's All American MVP. Dude, that's a, th- this is a great idea for some video content. Come out to LA. We'll go to Manhattan Beach, and the three of us will play beach volleyball. We'll play pickup beach volleyball. Like Richard Jefferson's down there. I know Luke Walton yeah. hangs out down there and played. Steve Nash was down there. He used to be until he. Chase, Chase is a professional volleyball player now. Like yeah, I know. That's why I was talking yeah. shit. Just so you know, it's not a thing against Chase. I was just talking shit because I know how great he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm nervous about that. So we maybe not play him, but yeah, who, let's do it. Who do you get? A, <laughs> who do you get uh, mistaken for now? Is it is it still the same cast of characters? Or as you get older, is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still LeBron. It's Joel Embiid. Uh, yeah, we, we when we were in Columbus, we were walking around, and someone came up to Greg and said, "Is that are you Joel Embiid?" And then I looked at Titus <laughs> and I said, "What a stupid question!" Like what? But Greg I, just laughed it off. I can't remember if I've ever asked you this before, but uh, I'm gonna ask it again. If if so, uh, who, who do you want people to think you look like? Ooh. Who would who if someone mistake if there's like, it, hey, is that blank? And they say this name, and you're like, oh my god, thank you. No one's ever asked me if I played volleyball or if I am blank. I mean, I would always want to be Will Smith. Just so okay. you know. yeah. <laughs> Can you, <laughs> you imagine someone? I mean, Maybe that's I'm what I'll say to Greg that. next time I see him out in public. Oh, my God. Is that Will Smith? <laughs> is that what? <laughs> and I was literally just start doing the dance. Just, <laughs> yeah. That is, that is no, our. But, uh, I don't mind being called LeBron. I actually enjoy it. It was just that one time, and Mark, I've told you this story, I think. It was like I was watching like a LeBron game, and somebody walks up to me. It was live and goes, are you LeBron James? Bitch, you watching the same thing as me. There you go. You should have just said, yeah. I got to get back to the game. All right. Now, and then the other one, I was in Miami, and I forget. I had just ate somewhere. I was like standing on the corner. I was just waiting on everybody to come out, like literally at the corner of the street, no security, nobody around me. The guy walks by and goes, are you LeBron James? I said, bitch, I'm standing on the street corner by myself. Do you think LeBron James would be doing this? <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> Those are the only two times I actually was mad that somebody called me LeBron. But shoot, I like it. You call me the greatest player on the Man. planet. I'll take that. I no, mean, every, you are, you are a heedle at the end of the day. Hey, I appreciate it. Everybody listening, if you see Greg, you have to you have to ask him if he's Will Smith. I think that's yes. the that's the yes. lesson we've learned here. That's what actually ask Will Smith if he's Greg Oden. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> I just want him. I want Will Smith to know that I am on this fitness journey with him. Uh, I'm trying to lose weight like him. Oh yeah, did you put on I you put on life, you put on weight during the, the pandemic? I actually did not. Um, for some reason, I decided to work out five days a week since like Love December, it. beginning of December, because I didn't want to start in January, and I'm actually down. What's the What's the biggest difference uh, for you coming out of the something you some skill you learned something? How did you change for better or worse from the start of the pandemic to now coming out of it? I'm more intentional with what I want. Mm, okay um, that's the one thing that i just decided i wanted to do and uh you know me and you talk mark about other stuff that didn't happen but i, I think in my mm. life what i want uh the steps that i'm going to take 
I'm going to look. I always sit back now. I look and see what I want and where I want to go. And then I take that first step. I'm not skipping steps anymore. So if mm -hmm. I want something, I'm going to be intentional with my movements and my decision making to get what I really want. Um, it's a process, but I think during this pandemic, I actually got to see that, like, you know, some things in my life didn't work. There's a reason why, you know, I'm going to be more intentional with really what I really want in life and, you know, do everything that I need to do to get it. Man, that's inspirational. I love that. There you go. Greg, I'm that's fired a, up. Hey, Mark Case right now. He was looking like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. dare say something yeah, nice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg, I was, I was, I was hoping you'd be like, I finally learned how to hit out of a bunker or something like that. But you know, like that's Dude, nice too. I'm not gonna lie to you, I actually did learn how to freaking line up uh, when I hit. I've been taking some golf lessons, man, and for some uh, reason, I didn't know it was as simple as my fucking forearms being a little bit higher on this side. Okay. <laughs> that's all it is. All it is is a tip. Everyone's looking for the right tip, you know. Hey, and I've been hitting that thing. I'm excited, man. Say, man my golf guy told me that I still need to get uh, an extension on my clubs. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Say, <laughs> remember when you you uh, you tried to make it a bit where every time you talk about Greg, you just mentioned he was a scratch golfer. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was trying to sell America on the idea of Greg Oden scratch golfer. Like like when people wrote stories, I wanted them to be like, just like Chase Buttinger. Like we were talking about him being a volleyball professional. I wanted people to be like, damn, Greg Oden could be a pro golfer if he wanted to be, <laughs> but he just wants to chill. You know, he's just living that life. <laughs> you try. Okay. That's cool. We're going to try again. I think <laughs> let me read it back up. Now that you got your, your whole four hour figured out. Dude, that would never I mean. work. I have Nike clubs right now. <laughs> like, what am I going to do with these Nike clubs? I try to get them fixed. I can't get them fixed nowhere. Like, I just got to get a whole new set. I would never hey, be a scratch golfer. At least get fucking new clubs. That's what I did, Greg. I had all Nike clubs because I was a Tiger Woods brand loyal diehard at Nike irons, Nike driver, Nike ignite, Nike everything. And then Nike quit because they quit on Tiger. And then I had to get mm -hmm. Titleist clubs. I went, I went back to what Tiger used to use before Nike made clubs. So Titleist might be the way. Titleist? I'll look into that. <laughs> all right. Do you, do you have uh how how is your uh, my mind's all over the place. I don't know why I thought of this, but how how is your how's the clout situation for Greg Godin these days in terms of uh? Because I, I heard you say like, I don't know. I, I I won't explain how I got here, but I'm I'm just curious. Do you um? Do you, do you do you find yourself? Do do people still? <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna abandon that question. No, go. I want to answer it because I already got a half an answer. I'm that. curious, like. I was with like the I, this might was it, was this the last time we really spent time together? You came out to L.A. We grabbed dinner yep. one time, but before that, I think it was Vegas. And yes. we, uh, one thing I'm always amazed by you is like you you are amazed when people care about you, in terms of um, getting excited. You you will give people the time of day if they come up to you and they're like Greg Oden, oh my god, I can't believe I'm meeting you. You're 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 partially like I will give you the time of day because you're a human being, but also you're like why why would you care about me i'm just like a normal dude i don't really understand this um so with that i was going to say we went to vegas and we we went to the ohio state kentucky game in vegas and you get asked to come up to the suite of the the rich to do the boosters for ohio state and your whole attitude towards the deal was like i can't believe this is happening this is crazy and my attitude watching your attitude is like 
you're the number one pick in the draft, dude. Like, what do you, you, you shared a stage with Justin Timberlake at the ESPYs and you're like, think it's weird that like rich dudes from Ohio would want you in their suite. And I guess I, so that brings me full circle to the question I was going to ask is like, does that stuff, is still that happen still happening? Is that still happening for you, Greg? <laughs> Are you still getting these opportunities? Well, honestly, I didn't expect to have a actually serious answer for this, but to that last part, um, speaking about that Vegas and, and my reactions to people inviting me up to stuff like that, because I, I wasn't taught at an early age that you're supposed to network with these people. Yeah. Dude, I was the number one draft pick. I'm on the stage with Justin Timberlake and I'm just doing it and then keep it moving and keep it to myself. Not thinking that, you know, the key to life is fucking network. Yeah. You meet Justin Timberlake, have a conversation with them, you know, yes. exchange contacts, maybe hit them up just to say hi, you know, yes. keep yeah. on building these relationships. It's one of the best things you can do just in this life. And at that young age, I did not know that. Um, and then to go back to my unserious answer, Dude, I got a lot of clout, bro. My cameo is popping. Just hey, let's go. go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Greg Odin, I got a video for you. 30, 45 seconds. Cameo, baby. That's, I knew that's it was going up. Uh, yeah, I'm fired up after that. Greg, can I ask you my last question that I have for you? Uh, can I get your thoughts on Coach K's farewell tour? Um, and, and just and just how you feel about him taking this year to remind people of his greatness uh, in the basketball world. Uh, well, first, I want to say congratulations on calling it two and a half years ago. Um, Thank you. So Thank you. you. <laughs> two and Thank a half you. years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Don't check the numbers. Uh, honestly, he deserves it. Uh, I mean, he's one of the greatest coaches, greatest teachers of young basketball minds. We're going to cut, we're gonna cut all of this. We're no, we're sending this. this to Coach K. So <laughs> keep going, Greg. First off, I mean – Dude, some of the most powerful people in the entertainment world, as you guys know, come from Duke University and everybody there has walked around and licked Coach mm. K's balls before. So um, true. <laughs> he deserves a whole farewell tour on ESPN while we all watch and lick his balls. No, I'm <laughs> I mean. But honestly, no, as just as a basketball fan, um, as an ex-player, as somebody who just respects the game, uh, he definitely as an expert in the sport industry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. As an expert in the sport industry, yes. Uh, he he deserves it, man. Uh, all the guys that's played under him in the league now, in coaching positions and management positions. I mean, through USA Basketball, everything he's done from the dream team being assistant coach to being a head coach the past few years, bro. He's affected this game more than anybody can even say um this is so genuine perfect. this is so good is, yeah did, thank did you he, coach k did, did he recruit you at all uh no <laughs> <laughs> he was recruiting costa kufus he was like more of my style <laughs> it's josh went there josh mcroberts went to duke and so he <laughs> he chose mcroberts <laughs> like k's coming to our aau games mcroberts is a senior <laughs> And he's watching Craig. Well, for one, they have a type. From what I've heard, or what I thought, this is this is my own thought that he just said, "Well, the high school rules still in. This kid's going straight to the pro." So why? Oh, okay, okay. All and right. Then that- I was like, "No, since I've been a freshman, I said I want to go to college. I want that experience. How about listen to me, not the rules?" 
<laughs> that's a good that's a good get out of jail free card for for those guys with you that yeah anyone who didn't recruit you they just thought you were going pro yeah they're like he's too good he's just yeah, too good that's definitely gonna tell me like no he just said fuck you and i'm just gonna be like well fuck him too <laughs> yeah, yeah take back what you said that's everything i just said <laughs> what uh would you still go to college now if you're the number one player in the country would you go to the g league would you go to overtime would you go oh, oh another thing throw throw this into the mix as well um I, I was talking to I was having dinner with uh uh Reese who you know and, and we played golf with with Tate, but for the listeners, Reese was a, a guy that uh played on our AU team and we were just reminiscing of the good old days of the AU team. And one thing that stood out to me, Greg, was all of us, every single guy, as I think back on it, on that AU team, and uh I certainly don't matter as much as the rest of you guys, but um all of you, all of us went to public high schools in the towns that we lived in which mm-hmm. is kind of insane to think about it in the modern context of it, that, that not only did we not, not only did all of you guys, we had five NBA guys in the starting five. Not, not only did none of them go to prep schools, none of you guys even went to the, the, the private school. None of you went to Burbuff or I don't know, cathedral or whatever else there, there was to. <laughs> um, and so I guess my question is now put yourself in seven, 16 year old Greg Oden shoes in 2021. Uh, do you think you played out the exact same way, or do you think you're going to La Lumiere and then after you graduate from La Lumiere, oh, you're signing at the overtime league, and then after the overtime league, <laughs> you go to the big three. You're number you're the number eight pick in the draft because you've tanked your draft stock by <laughs> going that round. Uh, well, from my upbringing, I would not want to leave and go to college in freaking high school or eighth grade. That just yeah. I would want to be around my family. I wouldn't want to be around my mom, you know, uh, my friends. That's how I looked at it, you know. I wouldn't go to school every day and be around the people that I live around, that I grew up with. Um, but that's a different mindset than these kids because they come up thinking, you know, I'm just going to make it to the league. I want to make money playing basketball before anything. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. If that G League, knowing everything that I know now, why would I make the decision to go to college and play for free, get taken advantage of? Mm. And as you guys said, oh wow, uh, Mr. Emmett Pivot just walks out the back door with the bag, and everybody mm. else is like, "Wait, no!" Mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, why would you make that decision if you had the opportunity to make close to a hundred thousand? You know, doing what you love. I mean. I would go to private school if you still rank me number one player. I got to be with my friends all my life. And now I'm about to make me, you know, close to a hundred thousand dollars. You know, why would I not do that? You yeah. know, I get to still live a life. I get to have my friends here. You means I just gotta do basketball three, four hours out the day, take care of my body, and then, you know, take care of the rest of my family. Why would I have to go to school now and do all this? And then with that being said, I'm still a champion for kids going to college. Because yep. I know the experience I had and what I learned in that atmosphere, but it, it got to be for you. But if you yep. you can be a top ten pick, that's a decision you got to make. Well, mm-hmm. then can you just say the words so we can make a nice little graphic and tweet it out and get some traction on this thing to say, uh, if I was coming up today, I would have gone to the G League. Just say those words, so then we can put the quote and then put the grant. You know what I'm saying? And then we can get that circulating and put it on Reddit and shit, and like have people comment on it. And then when people ask, would you say, "Well, you liked it because you're Greg and you like G's"? So you're like, "I play the yeah. G League via the Titus and Tate <laughs> podcast." Greg Oden says, "Titus and Tate podcast." 
Greg Oden says no. <laughs> you would uh, not there, aggregate, Greg. Is there anything else, Greg? We uh, th- this is the part of the show we give shoutouts, closeouts, we wrap it up, we 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 bring this thing to an end. Usually, when we have guests on, we kick you off and we wrap it up ourselves. But you are the third co-host, so we're gonna let yes. you stay on for shoutouts and closeouts yeah. and close out the show. Um, do you have anything you want to shout out? Any any stray thoughts you want to do have a, with, to, to close this thing out? Mm. First, I want to shout out the Odin family, Sabrina, London, my mom, Zoe, my brother, my dad. I just love everybody. I want to shout out the Titus family, everybody out love there it. in South Carolina. Shout out the Frasers taking care of me when I was out there in mm-hmm. uh, North Carolina. It was a good time. Honestly, man, I just want to say shout out to you too, man. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate you, brothers, man. Honestly, can't wait to come out there and kick it with you guys in L.A. Yeah. The world is opening back up, Greg. You got to come back out. I mean, how many times have we set you up and you just said something beautiful that both of us look at each other and we're like, well, we have nothing smart to say about that. (laughs) And then the one time I was trying to set you up with a beautiful question and tie in the late Mark Eaton. Rick Carlisle got fired. You're like, damn, Rick (laughs) Carlisle. Dude, I'm sorry. I just turned it on. That's my only shout out today. Shout out to Rick Carlisle. I hope he gets hired by the Indiana Pacers uh, That's or the Boston Celtics. Those are my two teams. Yeah. Brad Stevens is going to battle over Rick Carlisle. So uh, that's that's all I got. My one shout out. And shout out to you, Greg. Shout out to the Odin family. Uh, and shout out to, to being able to reconnect in three different places, but eventually all in one place yeah. again. But you're coming to LA. We're playing beach volleyball and golfing, and we we should do like a decathlon of some sort. Except it's like (laughs) all LA stuff. We we try to surf. We get we get Greg on a surfboard. See what that looks like. (laughs) My core is not strong enough to stand up. Same, (laughs) Greg. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you're the best, dude. Thanks for joining. Hey, thanks for having me, fellas. Love you guys. Have a good one, man. Love you too, man. Thank you. 